Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. We have an, a great guitarist and a big, uh, I'm a huge fan of it, Steve from Marillion. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You've been doing this for 42 years now. What's the quick math? Let's see. Where are we now? Uh, 2022. This is, yeah, this will be the 43rd year. 43rd. Oh, look at yeah. my, how bad am I, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, 79. I, 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 totally not prepared. Yeah. Unjoined. So, well, yeah. congratulations. I don't even know how you even do these interviews at this point without like <laughs> going crazy because you get the same, same, you know, questions yeah, all the time. It's not too bad at providing you don't try and do too many in one day. I think once you do more than three, your brain just scrambles and uh, you can never remember, did I just say this to this person or was that to the previous guy or, you know, so, but other than that, you, it, it, every now and again, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Well, I will try, well, I don't want to really focus on the past. Anyhow, I want to talk about, you guys have a lot of great stuff going on now and stuff you've done, but just before we start, I two things I want to ask you, because I know you're a reader and you're a lover of TV and stuff during COVID. What has been your, your, your go-to binge and your go-to book? Oh, go to binge. Yeah, it could be a uh, movie or a series. It could be Netflix or Amazon. It's, it's you know usually series. Um, you know, standard. I mean, some science fiction, fantasy, some just straightforward drama. Um, yeah, you just try and find something that can keep your brain occupied. Nothing really. particular jumped out at you. Um, nothing that really grabs me. I, 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 I'm. At the moment, I'm watching the the Rings of Power uh, prequel. Um, love the Sandman. Saw the Sandman poster on your on your wall there. Love the original yep. graphic graphic novels yes. back in when they came out. Um, Stranger Things, I, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, even obviously, it's maybe aimed at a slightly younger audience, but I, I found that very entertaining. Maybe partly for the nostalgia. Um, you know, Game of Thrones. I loved um, the prequel. Yeah. Okay. Are you watching it? Like you know, it is because they're around almost the same time, and you're watching them. I and I was watching them both, catching up on Sunday night with my wife. I was getting confused between the two of them because you know they're both very similar in a way. You know. Yes. But, yeah. Very funny. Yeah, I just think that the original, other than the ending of Game of Thrones, uh, I thought that was outstanding. Uh, the whole that the, the story yeah. and and the filming and the direction and casting and special effects. It's just a shame that um, George couldn't. Um, continue writing the book so they had a proper story to work from uh i i found the ending a, a little bit of a disappointment after such an incredible journey and actually i think actually this is a jump up point because with game of thrones a perfect example is it's the full package and yeah. that's kind of what you guys are like it's the visuals your performance the music the lyrics so it's the, the writing the costumes it's a full thing exactly yeah and, yeah and to me that's kind of the the feeling i get from you guys i always have no matter what version it's been, you know. Yeah, it's it's all about having really powerful music combined with powerful lyrics, really. So there's it has a depth that maybe most music doesn't have, um, and that people can you can take people on a journey or tell them a story um, or deal with real life situations in a way that you can't within the confines of a conventional song. You know, it's just difference between a short story and a novel really in terms right. of how much more ground you can explore you guys do though but like the music can be very beautiful it's like when the guys don't i mean if you guys were different lyrics you could have been like a really just you focus in a bit more of a pop band and, and catch yeah. in but you don't you're, you're your lyrics are very smart 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had moments of pop success, especially with Kaylee, uh, but that's not the world we inhabit, really. That was almost like an aberration that we we bled into into the pop world for a short period of time, had a look around and thought, oh, no, we don't like this. <laughs> and, uh, that's my uh, point, yeah. But your music you know, is beautiful, though. You know, it's not like it's some kind of weird spaceship thing, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, well, we do. I think we exist in a very strange, our own almost... Um, corner of the music <laughs> universe really uh you know we've never been trendy we, um we've never been the critics darlings i suppose and 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 pretty much ignored by a lot of the mainstream uh press especially in the uk which you tend to find in your home country they tend to ignore you more that was than weird. um so, but we've kind of we've uh outlasted all those people all the uh the naysayers um you know um, a lot of the magazines no longer exist. I mean, social media has taken over so much in terms of how uh, a band gets exposure these days. And it, even though the mechanism of the music industry doesn't really function in the same way because most music is streamed by anyone under 30. Um, so, you know, we've done really well to to follow the path we've taken over, like I say, 43 years, 18 studio albums, uh, and still be going strong. I mean, it, uh, it, it, we were talking yesterday, we, we were filming a, a documentary for the special edition of uh, Season's End, and it, it is incredible that we're still doing it all these years, you know, 33 years after Steve Hogarth joined. Um, it's uh, it's a testament. It, yeah, it really is. I love the fact that, I, I, first of all, I say looking back, you look back at what the mainstream media is, it feels like there could be like, it's always like the, the loudest critics, it's always like 10 people that are louder than 100 people. But maybe just because media didn't, those 10 people didn't push certain types of music, your music, a lot of prog music, a certain way, it was always a lot of people. Because the fact you're here right now, there was more than 10 people, you know what I'm saying, that liked yeah. you. So, and I also think what's great is you guys, I think I think like bands have like, in, in my eyes, like a, like a career, like a, a, a career of a band, right? If you have three stages, the first one is you, you break out. The second yeah. phase is when you're kind of struggling, you're up, you're down, you're whatever. And the third phase is you're established. And you do what you do, you can do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. And a lot of bands, and I think you guys have been in the that that phase since the '90s. Like, because once you got past that, because you were who you are, and you don't have to prove yourself. I think, yeah. What's what's maybe quite exceptional? Most bands don't make it past the second part. <laughs> yeah, quite exceptional about <laughs> us is that even after all these years, we still have something to say, both musically and lyrically. Um, I mean, most bands have their. Yeah, their early albums, they have their breakthrough album if they're going to have a long career, um, maybe breakthrough two albums, and and then quite often there's a gradual decline, uh, culminating in them playing their greatest hits every time they go out on the road. Right. Uh, and we, you know, we've kind of bucked that trend really, in that we're still very much about what we've just done. I mean, this tour that we're in the middle of, um, people we play the whole new album uh, an hour before it's dark from beginning to end. It's the first thing, so it's like an hour of music. Wow. And people are loving it. Um, probably more so than on any album we, we, we've t- ever toured. Mm-hmm. There's just um, a great feeling of, of satisfaction and excitement and an emotion, really, as, as we play these these songs to people. Yeah. So that, that's an incredible uh, experience. You know, we're all in our 60s and we're still doing it. Uh, so, yeah, long way continue. I, I think a couple of things. A, I think some of the bands that do the greatest hits, they, they do albums and they want to do more. But there's a certain style of music. The fans are like, 
Nope. I started, lo- I stopped loving music when I was 18. Cause that's where all my memories yeah. are attached. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the Marillion audience is not all their emotions are attached to each song. It's not, and there's no right or wrong for people, but the fortunate part of your fan base and of fans like this is like, we keep going. You want to keep yeah. going. And, and, and we talk about the smart lyrics and of course the music's great. Um, and when and fish left and it was just like, it wasn't like one band changed to me. It was like, you got two favorite new bands now, you know, it doesn't, yeah. that doesn't end. And, 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 and then C picked up and then, so you guys continued on. And I think maybe everyone needed these lyrics more now after what's gone on. Oh, absolutely. Before, I, mean, I think maybe that's why you have a big response to like, it, it feels so yeah. much more. No, I mean, we, it's, it's been a kind of path over the last three albums. I think fear, especially resonated at the time but it kind of resonates even more now in terms of the way the world's going and then with the pandemic uh you know so many people can relate to the lyrics on on the last album and especially when it, you know when it comes to playing the end of care um uh, it's an incredibly most emotional experience you know you see the front rows with tears streaming down their faces because mm-hmm. you know most people know someone or, or lost someone during the pandemic so yeah you know to to be able to capture something of you know of that of that emotion and the gratitude that the world feels towards the people the nurses and the doctors and the healthcare workers who you know in some cases sacrifice their lives to to try and help and and keep other people safe i mean it's it's just a, it's an amazing thing to be able to do to have something that uh, that can do that and the fact that you also right at the gates for uh, be hard on yourself like right at the gates don't be lazy like it says like look life's hard but you, you need to be hard on yourself like like especially yeah. goes against what's, what everyone's been saying nowadays you know in the media everyone's got a lot of problems and issues this was like well, look at yourself you know you gotta yeah. be hard on yourself too you gotta push yourself yeah yeah it's it, it's sometimes difficult especially when the world's going to hell but i know but that's a good message you come out with an album in 2022 yeah. to be like yeah. the, first, the first song is be hard on yourself what? Yeah, do you do your best? <laughs> You're not yeah, need, to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all need to to do our part. Um, so with this album, are as um obviously, do you think it's it's gotten probably like one of the best responses you've got? Do you think that you like like feedback? Do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, you know, high chart positions around Europe, uh, incredible reviews uh, all over Europe. Um, the fans love it. Um. Yeah, it's kind of really is a feeling of uh, the next level of sort of resurgence, I suppose, in yeah. the in the band's fortunes in some ways. Even though it's a tough time because people are struggling with a higher cost of living, especially over here in, in the UK. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it's it. The whole album is a very positive message, and I think that's what that is what we need at this moment. I think it's important, you know. I think, but one of the things I miss. And I mean, I, I love what you guys have is is like you have the lyrics and you'll have, the, you know, the artwork and stuff. And we don't have like as much now because the love of albums and stuff. Now we got streaming and you look on your phone and like yeah. sometimes it's the wrong group with your name or the wrong picture yeah. of the album. And you're like, not even the right genre. You're like, are you kidding me? You know, the yeah, lyrics aren't right. Like, it's crazy. And yeah. so no one really knows what's going on, you know, because I remember you. Look at, I got my albums. I pull them out. Who, who produced it? Who, you know, yeah. wrote the song? And nowadays you're like, I don't even know myself. I have to go really deep. Yeah, no, you have to you have to, to, to use a search engine to find out really these days. But um 
I think we're lucky in a way that a lot of our fans are still of the generation that they want to own physical product. They want to mm. feel like that they've they own the music that they've supported the artist. Uh, and because that, you know, we do it a lot better than a lot of artists in our situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, streaming is is just a fact of life now. Um, but generally speaking, we we we're, we're kind of keeping our head above water uh, because we have the best fan fan base in the world. I'm yeah. going to tell you tell you, I've seen some. I want to say bravo to anybody out there who I've seen some brilliant collections out there that people have shown on like YouTube and pictures. Holy moly! Bravo yeah. to you guys. That is some fantastic yeah. collections. You know, yeah, no, all the Toledo's. Yeah, it's quite a few things with with all the uh, the front row club releases and all the different live albums and 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 um, Blu-rays and DVDs. Uh, but it's a good, you know, we will always be doing this. You know, all all bands have a finite life, and now we're all in our uh, various stages of being in the sixties. You know, you can only kind of project maybe ten years into the future. And think okay i'd like to think we can make another two albums in our career uh and you know tour some more but you have to be realistic the older you get the more difficult that becomes especially sleeping on the tour bus which i have three and a half weeks off to look forward to <laughs> on the next leg of our tour that's the worst part i mean but then you got like problem is you got mick jagger dancing around it was he like 75 76 he's just yeah. great, great changing it everybody stop you know I think the thing is, once you reach that level of that mega level, yeah. success, everything becomes easy. You you don't have to do the grueling travel, um, you know. Uh, and yeah, hats off to the guy for keeping himself in such amazing shape. Um, but yeah, any artist who, who who kind of working in the in the higher levels, it gets easier. We're we're still. You know, we're touring around Europe in in a truck and two tour buses and and playing decent sized venues, but it's still the economics mean that you do have to travel overnight on a tour bus, and also the routing. You know, the agents they tend to get a map of Europe and throw darts at it and say, "Okay, let's go there first. And, and honestly, you sort of zigzag across Europe, um, which just seems so unnecessary when you've been doing it for forty years. <laughs> it's a fact of touring life. Has Brexit changed a little bit? Like, what's the feedback now? Because I remember hearing with the artists before, but like hearing artists tour now is very interesting to me because obviously I'm in the US. It's complicated. And for some things, for some artists at a certain level, it makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, when I did, when I fly over to Europe and do my solo shows with my solo band, uh, you try and take as little equipment as possible and, and hire backline when, when you go over there. Um, but with Marillion, yeah, it's all in the truck. So you'll have, you have, you have to do car days and there's various sort of restrictions, uh, but you work around it. You know, you do, you do your best. The difficulty is things like merchandising. You can't bring much mer- merchandising in without paying duty on it. What, regardless of whether or not you're going to sell it. Um, <laughs> and then you get taxed on, on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's quite complex. And in, in the past, certain taxes we could kind of reclaim that we can no longer can. So that's another strain on the uh economies of of uh doing what we do but you know. people buy the merch online there's no one taxing it from them there's no no duty charges get it yeah, online from the band and the website yeah no that's the thing whatever you can buy whatever you can from the artist because you're you're, you're putting money in their pocket and not in the all those other people down the food chain who who like to take their cut 
And it's hard because I mean a band will be like, why don't you play in this town or the cost? Like I know from like from England over to the US can be almost like 10 grand on a visa, maybe per person. And it's like that's not affordable for a lot of bands, you know, yeah. or or a touring bus is oh, grand to fourteen hundred dollars on an average just to get the bus a day. You can't yeah. you know, or the you, the the house gets a cut of your your profits on your shirts inside. Well, That's exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the last show we we did a week and a half ago in London at the Hammersmithonian, I think they uh, they take twenty percent of the gross for your merch. So, you know, some of the items mainly only only have a thirty or thirty five percent profit margin. So you're giving most of the profits to the to the venue for the pleasure of playing there. Well, that yeah, that that that's, that's one of the bad things about the industry. Uh, but like I say, we're 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 lucky to be still operating at this level and and have a, have a great audience wherever we go. Um, hopefully, we're going to come back to the states at some point. I hope so. Maybe twenty twenty four. We're trying to that, find that, that would be great. I'd love to see you guys. That's something I haven't seen is, is you guys. Um, how are you guys like? How did this album come about? If you guys all have solo projects, is there like we we pick a moment in time? This is you know we all get together. This is morning in time. They were like we're on a on a break. You know what I mean? And then everyone yeah, kind of just takes a break well, or does other stuff. It's kind of eight years since my uh, last solo album came out, Ghost of Pripyat. Uh, I've been kind of working on on uh, another album called Revan Tule for the, for the last four years. But, you know, the pandemic came along and then, you know, we had to make the Marillion album during the pandemic. So that take, took most of my creative energy for, for those kind of two years. And then, you rehearse and then you tour. So there goes another six months. So, you know, you, we all we all try and do bits and pieces, but uh, you just have to try and shoehorn them in whenever you can, really. It's, it's it's quite a process. So, like, when you guys coming in, who's coming with the music? Because, like, when you write, some people write music and they're like, they'll say, all right, this is for the band, or they silo it, this is my solo stuff, this is this. Are you writing music and just, would you bring forward? Is like, do you have it in your, already in your mind or you just kind of put it out there? Well, most of the time with Marillion, stuff's created spontaneously in the room. So we'll 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 all be jamming around, and somebody will have like the ghost of an idea. Somebody else will will take that up and add something. Maybe Pete will start moving the chords or moving the bass line, which suggests different chords, which Mark will then play, uh, and it kind of evolves in a very organic way. Or or maybe we've got like the basic track, and I'll come in and just lay down loads of different sort of arpeggios or, or melodies to to add to it, you know, to, to kind of weave around the vocal melody and, and create something uh, with a different sort of level of complexity, maybe. When you, um, at this point, your, your, your guitar playing has not slowed down at all. Good. Are you, how are you, but how are you maintaining it? I mean, because a lot of artists will be like this. They're like, they get home from the road, I put the guitar and I'll hang it up in a rack like behind me and they'll walk away. And some people are like, right away. Some people are like, I don't have calluses on my hands. Some some of the best guitarist players have told me, I don't even have calluses on my hands right now. It hurts when I play my guitar. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a period of time during the pandemic where I didn't really play for a couple of months. And that was, you know, you kind of lose some of the, the, uh, the muscle tone that you have, you know, after you've been playing for 50 years or whatever. Uh, but it kind of comes back slowly but surely. I had, actually, one of the worst things during the pandemic is I had a frozen shoulder, my left shoulder, uh, which made playing really painful for about six months. So um, I What's kind of... That? 
frozen, frozen shoulder. It's, it's like it's hard to describe, but basically you can't move your shoulder up, kind of moved it up to about there, and then you know you, you can't put it over your head. Um, and it makes certain other motions as you're playing kind of stiff and painful from your elbow to your shoulder. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's quite common, but uh, but yeah, that 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 was uh, a bit of a challenge working my way through that because you worry then about you know, will it ever recover? Will I ever be able to play the same? But uh, I was kind of still recovering from that when when we made the Marillion album, so obviously I, I, I kind of I managed, but uh, yeah, the music is just I think there's different kinds of musicians, you know, some of it it's like a it's a skill, it's a career, it's something you do, it pays the rent or the mortgage. With other people, it's more like a, a, a vocation. It's just what, what you are. It's all your brain really thinks about. Uh, even if you're not playing, you know, you, you sort of, you're just totally a musician, which maybe makes can sometimes make you slightly dysfunctional as a human being. But uh, <laughs> gives you the focus, I think, to uh, to be able to do what you do. So it takes incredible focus. Maybe the, the human beings are the ones that are dysfunctional to the musicians, is what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's what it feels like. It's it's um. At this point, you guys also have, and we'll end on this talk. But you you have some live albums too. They've been coming out on media, streaming media at least. What's up with that? Uh, a little download. Yeah, I don't, quite honestly, I I find it hard to keep track of with what we've got coming out. Uh, we have we have the space, the the brilliant video on demand channel. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's various sort of live concerts uh, yeah. available. To stream I'll put on. all these links too below, so people can go right to it from this uh, interview right. on, cool. on it. Um, yeah, and then we, we're always kind of in the in the course of producing something, some live, um, either live tracks uh, from the, one of the Berlin weekends or, or, or a live Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, the cool. live concert series. Distant lights have been popping up. Like it's, I didn't know it's going to come up on my my media. Right. You, know, you can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, no, there's it's people want to hear it. You know, it's it's some of the songs we we try and vary it so people get to hear songs they haven't heard before mm-hmm. played live. And obviously, when you've got eighteen albums to choose from, that's a lot of songs. So, uh, yeah, How'd this you do last... that? Like, how are you guys whittling it down? Do you guys is it because you do special shows like new album, and then we'll do some songs or yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's what we did with the Marillion Weekends. One night would be dedicated to, to the new album. Actually, one night was dedicated to Season's End. We played from beginning to end. And then we'd just play a selection of other songs, really, to try and balance it. That's quite a gift to have, to be able to do that as much as you guys do to the fans with your material. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we, we, we're in a unique situation, really, I think. Having those 18 albums to choose from and, and having this long career... Um, it's just strange. It's just strange when I think about how many years we've been doing it, you know. Uh, in some respects, it's, it seems like only yesterday that we were kind of making uh, Season's End with Steve for the first time when we we talked about it in the in the interview we did for the documentary yesterday. And, uh, you know, Nick Davis, the guy who produced the album with us, uh, came down and he, he had a few uh, photographs from the <laughs> sessions and it was just you know to see these young young lads you know 33 years ago um so it's it's quite quite sometimes when you take stock of your of, of your life and, and the things that you've achieved and uh it just seems incredible that we can still do it you know to to get 
in a band and get signed to a, a record company is like winning the lottery, but to be doing it all this time later is just insane. You've survived the labels that, you know, I mean, yeah, they got you. I mean, you've acted, the ones that didn't want nothing to do with you afterwards after a while because you weren't cool. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. they are anymore. And in the labels exactly. were, bank, were banks anyhow, right? They were just lending you money against yourself anyhow. So yeah, yeah, kind of. And and what they get in return, you know, they, especially in in the old days when we signed to AMI, you know, we signed your soul, which uh, no no artist would ever dream of doing now. Um, you know, it's all down to the management you have and the management style about how much you give away in those early days. Uh, and we gave away a lot, but yeah. We're doing okay. We we have our own little kind of um, way of doing things these days with the album pre-orders and the Marillion weekends and still making physical products. So, you know, we're, we're not starving. We're not rich, no. but we're not starving, which is... No, but it's important for people to know this yeah. kind of stuff, though, like the finances. Yeah. Like, oh, why is it? That's why the show started. Why is there a shirt for 40 bucks? Well, it probably cost you know how many colors on the how many colors are on the print? How many is the design? Yeah, and I've got to put them all behind my tour bus and tour it behind there. I got to pay gas for the for the for the all the stuff I'm touring. Do I have to make extra shirts for people that I don't know what we're gonna buy? And then I got to yeah. drag it around and then the merch. By the time you get done, it's literally just almost like a memento for a couple bucks to the band who's going to yeah. sell it. So I like the fans to know that the, you guys are not sitting on a bus eating caviar, laughing at these forty dollars shirts. Oh god, no. no yeah. But my point is, working bands. It's just part of help the stream, and it costs a lot of pain in the butt to sometimes get these shirts and, and merch. So, so I want everybody to go to the support the music, support the sites. So, you know, yeah, it really is. You know, artist direct support your favorite band because if you don't, they might not be around in a year or two years' mm-hmm. time because it's so close to the wire. Um, a lot of bands at the level below us are really, really struggling. I mean, the struggle throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a struggle because they sell maybe a quarter as many records as they did 10 years ago. Uh, and it's tough. Uh, I, I, you know, I feel really sorry for any young bands that are coming through because unless you're very, very lucky and, and have a label and and the right management and, and the support to kind of break you through to a certain level, you'll never make any money. You know, you do it for the love, you do it because there's nothing in the world like, creating music you know uh it's in a way it's its own reward but you do still have to live especially if you've got a family it is. You know, you've got to it's, find it's crazy. A way. But i'm glad you guys are in position i, I was saying end of this this thought here um take up all your time one of the best things i want to share with the audience is that some of the audience bands and maybe younger bands can be aware of this is instead of going for the hundred thousand fans and always doing this like you know buckshot at a barn thing what a lot of artists have done and have been very successful is that that many they'll do they hit their their audience and they focus in to your their niche audience maybe a thousand mm. people and they're making more money from a thousand people through revenue and, and and loyalty off their website and stuff than it might be a hundred thousand. Oh, and definitely. Actually, yeah. And the numbers are there to speak. It sounded like it would be like ridiculous. They're like, I got to do what I can. No, if you kind of hone in and focus on that, you would probably do better. Yeah. Actually, you know? yeah. No, if you take the profits that the record companies always have traditionally made, yeah. You know, if you can just keep hold, keep control, you know, not sign a contract and give it all away. Um, if you can build up a, a fan base by yourself and, and sell direct, then, yeah, that's that's the only way you can ever have a chance of making a decent living, really. I want, I want to thank you. Just 
for doing this. And I want to thank you for your oh, music for all the years. Uh, you've been a great guitar player and a great inspiration as a guitar player, as I am also. Um, I didn't want to delve into guitar playing with you because we would have been here for like three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. I want people to check out the newest album. Check out, of course, the whole catalog, you know, the live stuff, um, everything. And uh, check out the links below. So uh, I want to thank you, man. It's been great. Thank you. My pleasure. Good to speak to you.